0: The Around the NFL podcast
1: is thrilled to be back in the UK (laughs) from a hotel room in West London. It's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Got heroes around the table: Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, the Grave Digger. And yes, we have made it down the yellow brick road Back to London And we got a great week of shows coming up But right now This will be an interesting show to you, the listener Because it comes I'm speaking personally And I could already tell my compadre Mark Sessler This will be a show coming from a zombie fugue state
2: (laughs) I mean, you know We texted in the middle of the night, Dan Uh, We've not slept a lot That is a natural thing when you come to Multiple (laughs) time zones away Uh, But I I am feeling it. I'm feeling strange. I'm feeling bizarre. That could be a good thing.
1: Yeah, that's when we get our best, Sessler. I'm looking forward to this. (laughs) Right. Um, So coming up this week, we have our live show from the, the O2 Forum in Kentish Town. And we have a show today, obviously. We have a show tomorrow. Tomorrow, Wednesday. Yeah, a little extra Wednesday pop for y'all. Well, yeah, we're having fun. We're here in London. We're going to make it count. We are doing a Friday fun show from somewhere in this fair city at a pub, to be named later. And then, of course, our Thursday preview show, uh, previewing everything in week four. And then the flagship program after we head to the Hot Toddy. Correct. Some call it the Big tot. I know that's an issue that some people wrestle with. What is it? Is it the Big Tot? Is it the Hot Toddy? Well, we came
2: up with Big Tot a couple of years ago and got quite a bit of feedback about. I that, think Hot uh, Toddy stuck.
1: It's kind of taken over. It has, but at the same time, like you know how um, Deion Sanders when he he broke it was Neon Deion, and then it was Prime Time. I think Hot Toddy's like the Neon Deion. And the Big Tot is going to be prime time when things when the dust settles on this.
2: <laughs> I don't predict that's how it's going to play out, but um, I'm with you on the on rooting for that.
1: So yes, yeah, so we got that Thursday show, Friday fun show live from a uh, Poob and then Sunday yes, uh, Viking Saints um, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium will be there, and then the flagship show, then back on a plane, and then that's when uh, Mark, I think the bodies shut down. And uh, there's just nothing left by the time we get back to the States. But we don't have to think about that right
2: now. No, we've given ourselves to the sport um, and to London. And, you know, we have family scenarios back in the States. Well, tough luck for them.
1: Mm -hmm. I do like the idea of um, you and I not making it. And then there's a giant statue of us outside um, the SoFi Stadium. Like in a, um, like, just like posing. That's another thing that won't happen. Completely exhausted because we are warriors for this company, The Shield.
2: (laughs) I think the company would forget about us in roughly a fortnight.
1: You're probably right. All right, let's get to it all, starting with closing the door on Monday Night Football. And yes, raise your hand if you were watching this goddamn game at 4.30 in the morning in your hotel room. Daddy was. Hit it, Graver. (laughs) Little stutter step move by Parsons. Jones fires, and the pass is intercepted by Diggs. He goes down, and the Cowboys think they've wrapped it up. And they have wrapped it up. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, nobody's allowed more receiving yards, but the man is a playmaker, and he gets his hands under that ball. Really nice play. It clinched a 23-16 win for the Dallas Cowboys over the New York Giants on Monday Night Football at the Meadowlands. Good energy in this game. Sometimes these NFC East games... um, Especially, I know we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. It's like, how many times do we have to watch the Cowboys and Giants? And I get that. Uh, but at the same time, this was a game that was 13-13 in the second half. The Giants went ahead. And then the Cowboys showed some gumption here, uh, Greg Rosenthal. And I thought, now two starts in. Um, there's no mistaking a Cooper Rush has been really good for them. Uh, this, t- this season could have gone, gone off the rails and i thought especially in that those three possessions in the second half that all produced points where the cowboys were able to take control of this game like that's the importance of having a competent backup quarterback because by the time dak comes back They're going to be in okay position now because they've been able to bank these wins. Yeah, I
3: thought he got maybe a little too much credit in the win over the Bengals. Last night, his numbers could have been even better. If they had made some plays for him, not just that CeeDee Lamb drop uh, that would have been uh, either a long touchdown or a long gain, but a couple other nice throws that they didn't come down. He he played a virtual perfect game. uh, And I thought Lamb taking over in that drive that ended up, uh, I believe, taking the lead, not not tying the game. Like, was the difference? Having one guy just step up? You remember there was a fourth down, and they decided to go for it. I thought Kellen Moore had a great game-calling plays. They went for it on, I think it was a fourth and medium, fourth and four. Lamb makes a great catch uh, to convert it in
1: tight coverage. He was... Fourth you know, and fourth, the Giants 41 with 10-27 to play.
3: Right, guarded by Adoree Jackson well all night. Then the very next play, he goes for a big gain where he runs over a defender, makes a guy miss, gets to the one... And then the next play after that, he catches a one-handed touchdown where the other hand is pushing Jackson off. They they could have called that. They didn't. But either way, it was like an amazingly athletic play and kind of uh, CeeDee Lamb having a I'm the real number 88 moment. Was, you know, this is yes. why they gave well, me the 88. The
1: real 88, and Des Bryant's <laughs> in the house, so like, us well, put some respect, How about I
3: am, I am living up to 88 There moment. you go, Mark, works. and
1: I thought that was the other takeaway for me, at least on the offensive side of the ball, was – C.D. Lamb needs to be that dude for this team. And he hasn't always been that dude. Not that he's been a bust by any stretch, but he has not always been that dude. And yet, in this game, in money time, so many big plays for Lamb.
2: Well, and, and you know, Lamb, after he, he dropped that what would be touchdown, uh, it, he went to the the sideline. And, you know, the, the story after was, like, psychologically really messed up by it. And teammates had to kind of get him back in his focus. And to come out and f- finish the game the way he did – Uh, was excellent for the Cowboys. The other thing I loved about their offense... Because when you think about Cowboys-Giants going way back, and you're right, Dan, I thought this game, I've long been annoyed by the idea that the Cowboys and Giants would be just thrust on primetime. Hey, they get
3: ratings. It's like the four highest-rated games of all time. They just don't deserve
2: it half the time. But this time I thought this played like an old-school NFC East showdown. And when they had Jason Peters in there for stretches at left guard and they were just having Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard like pound off the left side, that is the kind of football – that I love to watch. And I thought that that was a great approach for Dallas. And I thought they would have done more of that if Cooper Rush had not been playing the way he was. But they've trusted him in two games to do everything. I think he's thrown 63 passes so far in two games. And Mike McCarthy just has let him roll with it. And this has been a great stretch for the Cowboys in this sense. And I, I can't believe there are people suggesting that Cooper Rush should keep the job. That's just what happens um, in our Twitter. Are people Ard's-River. really suggesting you know,
3: that? You know what? It's human the, human
2: suggest- beings. I'm not saying anyone yeah. in the it's industry. The, this it's human is, beings. This is but. the
1: Cowboys. It's the brand. It's the way they're covered in our league by the Football Cognoscenti. No one you
2: would respect is Greg, but like some people, it's out there. That's by all.
1: the Football Cognoscenti. Justin, don't take out the pregnant pause like you did the other show. The oh. pregnant pause is supposed to be here. That's, you know, that's rude,
3: Dan. You know, that should be behind closed no, doors. That, anyone a who shot watched the
4: Friday Fun Show live gets it. It's like an incentive to drive people to YouTube. That's right. well done. Um, that
1: That's not a real story. That's for Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp to scream at each other <laughs> right. about on Tuesday mornings. Uh, Dak is obviously going to have this job when he gets back, but they have somebody that they can trust uh, behind him. On the other side of it, the, the Giants um i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's going on with it's the giants i um, <laughs> uh, and they're it's so weird watching them on offense what was that again <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i again up at 4:30 watching this game um daniel jones was pressured 23 times tonight uh, last night yet yeah, today when was it i don't know uh, according to uh espn the most by a uh, giants qb since they began tracking pressures in 2009, the most for any quarterback in a game. He was also sacked five times um, and just beaten, thrown to the turf. He's a tough dude. There's no doubt about it. But uh, this isn't going to last much longer. He's going to get injured. Mm. And I I just think that DeMarcus Lawrence had three and a half sacks. um, um, I just think the Giants, watching them on offense, and Jones plays his role in this, it's so frenetic and kind of anxiety-inducing for me. Because there's very little plays that just kind of play out in a standard way. It's usually Jones running for his life, scrambling. Is he going to run? Is he going to throw? Oh, he's heading toward the sideline. Okay, now the ball's out. <laughs> or he's getting pushed out of bounds in a violent way. It's just kind of a, a tough watch. And it's I wouldn't say it's boring, so I don't mind watching the Giants offense. But Jones and the beating he's taking, I, it's just not a workable situation.
2: I think you got Evan Neal got worked over last night. He's been bad all three weeks, right? He, so that the line is the, the the core issue, but then on top of it, you lose Sterling Shepard, who is coming off an Achilles injury, and he's gone with the knee. Juan Dill Robinson's not playing. Kadarius Tony's not playing. Kenny Galladay is a is an apparition at this point, who had a terrible drop in this game. I mean, so you've got nothing around other than Saquon jo- Saquon Barkley, who looks fantastic, but it leaves Jones sort of stranded on an island where his best operation, his best moves are when he takes off and runs. And it's just not a functional offense. But I do think that Daniel Jones... Like, the numbers don't look like it. He played pretty well, and he continues to do th- good things, but there's just, there's just... He's in a non-functional right. offense. Right. I think...
3: He- I don't think it's his fault, but his numbers are way worse this year than, than any other year of his career. Lowest QBR by far, lowest yards per attempt by far. Isn't
2: that just a result, though, of what's going yeah, on around I actually, him? I, just... I, I
3: totally agree with your the way you put it. And he also ran for 79 yards. I think, for the most part, he's doing the best he can. But I think it it sort of illuminates the difference between what Brian Dayball is doing and what Mike McDaniel is doing. And I know the personnel is totally different. Like, I, I know it. Uh, But Dable's doing a good job coaching around his offensive line and trying to help Daniel Jones out and and trying to coach around the lack of talent. Uh, Whereas Mike McDaniel and his system, Kyle Shanahan's system, that McDaniel might be the best at running, improves the offensive line, coaches up the offensive line, doesn't coach around it. We heard a lot this offseason about the Giants really improve their offensive line personnel. It has not worked out. Whereas Mike McDaniel took what Miami had, and his system is just so good that it makes the offensive line look much better, and it helps the quarterback out. And yeah, you you need something more out of a top you know eight pick like like Evan
1: Neal. I've seen in New York uh, with both New York teams, you you see it um, with Cincinnati. Uh, what's going on there? You can name five other teams where the offensive line we heard about it all summer was better and now you see the season start and it's like no things are not better you mentioned sterling sharp uh shepherd um mark that it's a bummer because he's like a really good guy everybody likes him you could see it when he was on the cart and everybody was dapping him up um minutes before that play happened he made a catch and i thought to myself oh that's cool like he's part of this offense he has a role He's a guy that he's been kind of an ATN favorite over the years but can never stay healthy, and maybe this is the year he stays healthy. And then kind of running at half speed, it looks like his knee just explodes in a non-contact injury, and it's like one of those type of injuries where you look at his age and his history, and like, is that the last time we saw, we wow. see Sterling Shepard. You hope that's not the case, but it just seems like his body refuses – uh, to cooperate with him. So that was very disappointing. And he was only well.
3: he's only on this roster probably because of guaranteed money. They have the highest paid wide receiver room in the entire NFL, the Giants. And they're not playing Galladay. Now they're gonna the have Go- to. The Galladay thing Slayton, is a boondoggle. other thing is that the other thing is they gave other some money at some that some yeah. They gave is some the Like, some of the lower thirds, you know, the they put all the skill position players out, the love how ESPN does that the uh, that almost every snap. we that just like, what is going on the One of the groups was... Hudson Breda, sills James and Shepard that that's their skill position where on the other shot side, uh, one of the the skill position groups during the day and I was like, wait this is the Cowboys was Hendershot, Ferguson and McKeon. mm. That sounds like a law firm. Like, what is going on? Henders, like Hendershot is showing up with Hender some big Hendershot. Hendershot started a a post game like uh, fracas
1: apparently because he was talking trash to the Giants. Hendershot. I like that Joe Buck was not about that. He's like Joe Buck just wanted to go home, and there appears to be some type of issue, but thankfully. Okay. Nothing well, the, and
2: the opponent in the fracas was like
3: confused by it. He's like, well, it's just some rookie tight end guy. I don't know what he was doing. Right. Why is he talking smack to us? Part of it is they were playing the Cowboys defense, too, who's given up three touchdowns in three weeks, tying uh, their all-time record here for the, you know, the best three. Did you hear ever. Troy Aikman um,
2: push back on the Micah Parsons-Lawrence Taylor Ooh. comp? He's like, I get it. I see what people are saying. That's a very Troy Aikman that like, I played with Lawrence Taylor. He's like, we're not there yet with Micah Parsons. Thank you.
1: Thank had, you, Troy and my friend yeah. and compadre He had a quiet game.
3: He was very sick. He missed practice all, <laughs> oh, all week. No, no. He did get a couple of quarterback hits. They moved. They played him they at off They did move him around linebacker. again, by the way. Yeah, I didn't like that. That was that another
1: uh, you know, the talk about, oh, let's just turn him loose from the edge. But apparently that is not the plan. But he's
3: not the only guy. That's the thing. Well, Armstrong had a good game. We should move on.
1: You know, Lawrence had a good game. We're getting, we're get, we're like in. I've again I enjoyed it. zombie fugue state. Are we drifting? Have we been talking thirty minutes about this game? No,
3: we've only been talking like eight <laughs> minutes. It's been a totally normal. I time. do have a question, question though for <laughs> you. Dan is feeling
1: it. <laughs> this this statue
2: that would be outside of yeah, SoFi it's... when we perish. What are we? What are our bodies doing in the statue? Wait, how, why would we? they
3: make the statue? Because uh, we're for heroic. We make it because we're revered. We but died. How, we died in an effort to did, raise the. Now league. did the plane like like what happened? How did? You know, you just, work so, you just yeah. work so hard. You just work so hard at it. So think of it <laughs> yes. this way: think you had th- jet lag and did a podcast.
1: Yeah, all right. It, but, well,
2: Greg, the way you know, you're, this is why you would not be the one sort of maybe you know verbalizing. Greg, Greg it. I survived. up a
1: bunch of pills and went to sleep, right. and you know he acts like everybody else has to be on the same page. <laughs> We're all natural, Greg. And silent <laughs> all PM. You know, we've been we've been grinding, and the statue would be uh, Mark and I in a heroic way, like holding on to each other, like holding each other up by baggage climb. Baggage yeah. claim back in LAX. Oh, uh, like lifting, good. and then that's where we we fade away as we're trying to lift our bags off the mm. belt. And then that's what the statue is. I mean, another, I, another option would be
3: um, Dan trying to, but I don't know if it's he succeeded or not, but trying to... Get some sleep. All uh, snuggled up in business <laughs> class. Uh, you know when I went you know to what, go Greg, pee again, at four you, in the morning. And then not... I look over to the side. Mark didn't. Mark didn't lay out the bed. Almost everyone laid out the bed. It was Mark very on brand. Mark move. No.
2: So on. I, you know, not to get in the weeds, but like the there's a button apparently that you press so that the these two items turn into a bed. And I, I was actually like trying to get some work done, and so I was not tired. I can't sleep in general. And at one point, a, a stewardess, an older woman, came and said, "Would you like me to come over and make your bed?" For you? And I was like, "That's too embarrassing. <laughs> I can't have this woman do this for me." So I just said, "I'm going no bed
4: all night long." Did mm. you guys notice, or were you too far up in the uh, business class section when somebody tried to hit a vape in the bathroom Whoa. right in front of Jessica and I, my seats? And the smoke alarm went off, lights flashing, like sirens wow. blaring. In the middle of a flight, in the middle of the night, I woke up and Whoa. thought the plane was going down.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> No, they, they keep all that riffraff yeah, we stuff don't, away. That yeah, doesn't happen on the top deck of the Titanic. It's soundproof,
3: walling. That's where they you know, shovel the coal that's, in. That's, i can't believe you waited till now to tell us that that's scary it was man. crazy that's the
4: most horrifying thing i've ever heard yeah
3: what happened to the to the vapor
4: so he stood outside the bathroom and these two flight attendants came over a man and woman they were like were you smoking in the bathroom and he's like uh were you th- smoking in the loo <laughs> and he's like no 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 and they're like we need you to tell us right now the smoke alarm's going off i can smell it on your breath and like it was crazy and the the Flight attendant was like, The captain will make a decision. He's seen the light go the off. It's up to him. We'll
2: decide your fate. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're miles over the Atlantic Ocean,
4: so what's the decision going to be? Apparently, there's like a $2,000 fine or oh, something. And yeah, right. No,
3: I know someone that happened to. Uh, I do a podcast with him that he was detained like, coming off the plane uh, because of that at one point. <laughs> why, would,
1: why would anyone do that? Why would you do that Steph?
3: Just wait. Addiction. Yeah. Uh, I speaking Stupid. of detained, we almost got detained
1: when we when we landed. Well, right. before we get to that, I just want to button up what happened again in, okay. uh, in coach with Graver. Um, <laughs> Graver also dumped a full glass of wine on Jessica's lap. <laughs> and this poor girl um, had to walk all the way to the bathroom with a soaking lap with people, you know, whispering potentially. Oh, no, that poor girl. What happened? She must have an issue. Right. Um, and then she had nothing to change into, so she had to put on her boyfriend's jeans, <laughs> and that's how she arrived in London, the chic woman, one of the more fashion-conscious places in the world, here in London, and she's wearing men's uh, Wranglers. Yeah, uh, in a they, large green sweatshirt in in to cover up the whole back. situation. <laughs> yeah. I want to see if I could sneak Wranglers past there, but no. <laughs> Little br, some br jeans.
4: Yeah, that was an unfortunate situation that I regret. A lot,
1: <laughs> but you guys seem
2: to have mended fences since, from what we've witnessed.
1: <laughs> yes, she wasn't too mad. That's thankfully, She's, young love. Yeah, but then yeah, we do get to the um, we get to the airport. We go through. We pick up our bags. We have to go through customs, and uh, we had gotten a bunch of paperwork saying do not go to this line over here. Go to this other Talk line. To Talk because to real people. Talk to Don't know, go we, to the E because line. Because of the
3: live show, we, you know, we're we're um, you know have to. We're <clears> coming <throat> here for work, so we have to do some work visa stuff.
1: And um, we do as we're told. Yes, we do. And immediately upon handing over the paperwork, um, <laughs> the employees at the Heathrow Airport were extremely offended that we would ever be in this line. And then a supervisor woman comes over and she goes, you're not supposed to be here. You're holding up the entire line. I'm like, whoa. We were browbeaten by her. I mean, you know this wasn't our purpose, lady. <laughs> Just stand off to the side and then they like stuck it to the Yankees and they, just, they made us sit there for twelve minutes waiting, waiting. It was a rude awakening. Like uh, people the people waiting right now for us to country. talk about football again. Yeah. No, Imagine I think this. they're
3: liking this. I think they're liking the injustices that have been rained down upon uh us.
1: Do you know like the Daniel Steele novels, um like Peak Fabio, where the shirts open and and then maybe the um there's a a beautiful woman, like hanging off him,
2: clinging off his leg. Clinging, and uh, she's and in, the, you know, she's in very, a very
1: like a flowy but also showy uh, lingerie top yeah. or something. That's how I picture our statue. I'm <laughs> okay, in the so now, that's what you're, I'm sort you're of. You're holding on to me. We're both dying, but I'm like trying to keep us alive. And so wait, to hold the, what, you what are up. you dying I'm of? The... That I'm still unclear about. Just hard hard work.
3: Work. Hard work. our our okay, effort, our effort. Okay, I don't understand why this is so unclear. Our
2: effort. Well, I know, but we've done already on this trip.
3: Like they still have to list something on the. Well, I think it goes the with that, that. You don't need to. I don't think hard work is like ever been listed as a cause of death. You're like, oh, what did old uh, Listen, Johnny die of hard work?
1: Fatigue. So yeah. in the coal town where I grew up, there was there was a way to die of hard work. And that was you go down to the mine and you put in the double shift and you just never come up. You go down. You don't come up. And. Uh, Lost a lot of friends' dads like that.
3: Yeah, Westchester's most livable town, 1994.
1: Um, And it's Rockland County. And, uh, you know, when I think about the coal life, um, and then I think about the transition from business class to picking up the bags at the conveyor belt, yeah, there are parallels. (laughs) After the trip to London, staying in the luxury hotel.
3: My favorite part of all this is like four minutes into the Cowboys Giants talk.
1: You're like Dan's like, why have we been
3: talking about this for 25 minutes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I'm a I'm clinging surprised. to your leg,
2: by the way, in this this statue. I, that's the I don't I don't understand. That. Like we'll, you're we'll, we're trying
1: try to pull yourself up to my impressive bicep so I can lift you, but I have been now, now ground down, now so I can't is do fictional. it, and we perish. Well,
3: we haven't talked about this much because we're, we're work family now. The three of us are, are tied at the hip.
1: Well, um, I'd, I'd include
2: Graver in that. When you say the three of us that you've el- who are you eliminating? Uh, oh, he um, doesn't.
1: He doesn't have the the seat that turns into a bed, so he's, he's not on the uh, trip. Yeah, in a I tangible mean, way.
3: Let's face it, we've had a lot of producers over the years, but for for you know you know the, us three. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> for no, us three, it. it's it. like I'm just it. saying, like you do, you know, like if we we're in a regular family, we're at the age you want to start thinking about your will and who's leaving sure. what to who and and what's going to happen. Now, if this happens, because we, we should get it in paper, if this we leave it to our respective. Families. If this does happen, like, you know, that RSS feed for the podcast, there are a lot of subscribers on this. So would would you be okay, like, if we still use the Around the NFL name moving forward in your honor?
1: No, I, I could it? I could guess you'll wait until you'll wait until like I'm literally <laughs> under the ground and in the coffin, and then you'll like stomp the dirt to make sure it's not loose. <laughs> And then you'll try to shift it over to the J.R.V.P. Uh, no, that's that, uh,
3: football. football like, I think he's definitely we're dead. Keeping, okay. We're keeping this football. Greg we're is all about football. the statue now. I, I just want you to know, like, if something happens to me and Can we Mark, build a statue I, over I would... their dead bodies so they can't get up
0: even if they wanted to? We're family.
1: All right, let's pause right here and take a break. We'll be right back.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring
3: Great moment in Pro Bowl history, and we've got a little Pro Bowl coming up, Dan, See? Yes, the, the audio the only moment of podcasting. Uh, that was what happened? That was the late Sean Taylor making a hit. That was the Sean Taylor blowing up the punter play, the <laughs> only play anyone's
1: ever remembered from the Pro Bowl, which is no more. Right, okay. <laughs> that will be coming up later. But first, let us get to the Bolt Boltpocalypse. Bolt-pocalypse? Chargers? Season going down in flames? charge Apocalypse, bolt ellipse. bolt ellipse. <laughs> <Bolt-alypse>. Gross. <laughs> that is a- the Chargers... La- we- Los Angeles. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. The Chargers <laughs> are in a bad spot. After winning their season opener, they've lost two straight games. They got blown out at home by the Jaguars on Sunday. And now they have a long list of injuries and key injuries. Um, Joey Bosa's week-to-week, is that a groin? It's a significant groin injury, which may place him on injured reserve. So it's like minimum
3: multiple weeks.
1: Joey Bosa missing weeks, potentially. Jalen Guyton, who's an important piece of their offense, wide receiver, he tore his ACL on Sunday. He's out for the year. But the big one here, bigger than anything, is left tackle Rashawn Slater who had a breakout rookie year in 2021, uh, a guy that's seen as a linchpin for what they're doing. He suffered torn biceps, uh, torn bicep tendon uh, in the loss of the Jaguars. He's going to be out for the season. And uh, Greggy, we already know Justin Herbert's physical situation. He's not 100% with that rib cartilage issue. Now you take away his most important blocker, and it just feels like, we talked about it on Sunday, ominous vibes around the Charges right now. It keeps getting worse right now. It's so depressing. I mean, Slater was a second-team All-Pro
3: as a rookie, so he was the second-best left tackle in the game. I think the real tape heads would have put him right there, too, right behind Trent Williams uh, a, week, a year ago. I think there's a strong argument that he's the most valuable you know, non-quarterback in the league because of the drop-off of what it means for the Chargers' offense to what's next. Storm Norton came in and gave up eight pressures in 23 snaps on Sunday. He's struggled. He was kind of the reason uh, that they lost that Week 18 game. I believe he struggled. Uh, You have Trey Pipkins on one side. Max Crosby crushed him. Right. Uh, You have... Trey Pipkins on one side, they might try to move him over. They also have a uh, a rookie uh, Slater. I mean, uh, I, I forget what his name is playing guard right now. That maybe they could try out there. But either way, it's such a dramatic fall off from one of the very best players in the entire NFL. It just it just kind of crushes their passing game, and they're already at least right now the worst running rushing game in the. League, Which has been a big surprise. They are 32nd in yards per carry before content, 31st in rushing DVOA, and it gets worse without Slater.
2: It does sound like Corey Lindsley, the center, will be back relatively soon. He was questionable for week three. So that helps uh, because when they didn't have him in there also, along with the absence of Slater, and you had Justin Herbert playing you know, with in pain and a little more hesitant and, uh, than I thought that we've ever really have ever seen him. That was not a good combination. And it's just like, this was a team that I thought AFC title game
3: type material. And now the future is totally cloudy. Yeah. The, the, the guy's name I, I was talking about was a rookie Jamari Saylor, who's a sixth round rookie. Who's looked okay at garden, played left tackle in college. It's like, we've seen what storm Norton is. It, it hasn't worked. They also have a left guard, Matt Filer who played really well last year and is, been like kind of a speed bump. So you you just mentioned it, Dan, like all these teams that the offensive Mm -hmm. line was supposed to be better, and now the Chargers
1: is way worse. Uh, In other injury news, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones has a severe high ankle sprain. Um, The belief at this time is that he'll be able to avoid avoid surgery. This happened on the last play on Sunday uh, in their loss uh, to the Ravens. But he's going to miss time. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports Jones is likely to miss multiple games. Uh, we saw how much pain he was in, Mark, when the injury occurred. Um, this, these are something, as we know from following this this game for a long time, a high ankle sprain does not heal overnight. You could easily re-aggravate it. Sometimes you, you don't get better until after the season. So now Mac Jones, not the most fleet of foot guy to start with, has a lower body injury that he has to work through, and he might not even be on the field uh, for multiple weeks. Brian Hoyer, the backup.
2: Right, and Brian Hoyer, who's been on the Patriots roughly twelve times at this point, um, and seems to simply be there to be, to be able to use the cafeteria for meals, is now thrust into the starting role. And so, but Hoyer at least has some experience. But this offense already limited, certainly from a passing game angle. I think you're just going to look at Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, just being used a ton in the run game. It. I don't know how many weeks this will be, but they've got the Packers, the Lions, and the Browns up next. To me, New England already was a fringe team um, struggling for identity on this side of the ball, and they're further,
3: further lost. Right. Did your whole thing last year, Dan, that the Patriots are just another team, I, I think really has hit home for me more than ever this year because they had that Cam Newton year, and it was kind of like, okay, Brady just left. Let's see what this is like in the world. Then last year, you know, at one point, they did win eight straight games, and they had a rookie quarterback. They were an interesting team team uh, that had a, a very poor finish, but I wouldn't say they were just another team. Now they truly are like the 13th game every week that we talk about, or they don't get mentioned on certain national shows. And this just buries them further. I know I might be a homer, but I really took a lot of positives out of the week three game. I thought their offense looked quite good. They actually have the number one rushing DVOA in the entire NFL this season. So that's come along pretty quickly. And I thought Mac made a couple big mistakes, but also... You know, they, they were getting big plays and moving the ball. And now they're just like, what's what is the point of the Patriots right now?
1: Uh, they that? they <laughs> are in a lot of trouble. I agree <laughs> with you. but And that was the thing with their their offense. It's, it's better. It is improving as we as the season uh, begins to take shape. But Mac Jones can't throw three interceptions. And some of them were very bad because they don't have enough firepower, especially against a team like Baltimore is why the Locke brothers said we have to lock that game up well there we was a, yeah.
3: you know we just operate in in deep worlds of logic and that's all we did there just that you, you're just another team when you're 10 and a half point underdogs this week I can't remember the Patriots <laughs> being underdogs uh, by that much uh, in a while yeah
1: and I did get I had the same thought like when I was watching this game because it's at Foxborough and it wasn't by any stretch a, a game that was high on the radar nationally and they're
3: playing the ravens playing who are the on ravens. big team
1: and it's just like i did cross my mind like, that building has seen so many of the uh, biggest spotlight games of the last 20 years and it it feels different there now and you know it is it's not the worst thing got to spread the the wealth that was part of the reason why me and so many other nfl fans were so sick of the patriots after a while other fan bases should get to experience glory pats fans there.
2: I'd assume those season ticket holders will continue to fill that building without any issue now that they're going through hard times. They're that loyal of a fan base, Greg.
3: Whoa. <laughs> um, Mark staring daggers yeah, You're Greg. not going to
2: suddenly find something else Answer to do on question, Sunday. Greg. I've
3: been burying their crowd for years as uh, spoiled, just in terms of they don't make a lot of noise. It's not a loud crowd. Now People are like, oh, it's cold. You can't like clap that much in the, <laughs> in the cold. It's like they figure it out in Buffalo. So you're right. It'll be a big test. They, they're spoiled.
1: All right. Another big test. Temp- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are preparing for a huge Sunday night game against the Chiefs. Um, and guess what? They have to deal with weather stuff. Hurricane Ian Set to move over Florida's West Coast Wednesday into Thursday. So the Bucks mm. are temporarily relocating to South Florida. The team announced Monday evening. Um, they leave on Tuesday, spend a week practicing at the Dolphins training complex and Miami Gardens, Gardens through the end of the week if necessary. And it's also in play that they might have to move the game itself. Um, so, Mark, that is... For a Bucks team that's just trying to grind through things right now, missing so many players on the field, this is just another layer of challenge, and we hope everyone in South Florida is safe and uh, Hurricane Ian doesn't do anything.
2: Right. Not the time they were um, hoping for a, a naughty little rainstorm to interrupt their scheduling. Uh, I do wonder how many times NFL Network producers will turn this into a um, something based around Rappaport when he shows up. Can they, I don't can think they... much
3: when it's, like, threatening human
1: lives. Right, even I, you I calling understand. it a naughty little rainstorm is what? a little bit, ooh. Yeah, I don't think they'll ooh. do it at it all. It's a little bit I... of like a cringe, like, ooh, Mark. Easy, dude. Really? Well, because sorry, it's, I we don't know. We don't know yet.
2: Uh, hopefully. It, oh, here goes. So this this is how this plays what? out. I make my comment, and yes. then Greg comes in and I, moralizes. Absolutely, yes. moralizes. A very a very nice, even-handed. <laughs> wow. We care about the people. I care about the people too. I don't want. I I just, on just leaving easy...
1: yourself open. No, I, this, was, because this was this I walked right into this
3: as a former resident, guys, of uh, New Orleans, who's had to Boom. escape oh, God, many hurricanes. <laughs> Um, it's we don't a, care. It's, it's a scary time. <laughs> it's a scary time. No, oh, hopefully oh, it just it it doesn't hit as bad as uh, some of the uh, most uh, aggressive forecasts have for it. Because if it does, then the game will be on no. Sunday. I would like elsewhere.
2: to see it. How about this? Can I correct my? I would like to see it. You know, sometimes it it, it takes all the attention. We think it's going to hit land and cause chaos. How about just ebb back out to sea and just affect the fish in the wind? That's what we're looking for. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's what what I'm hoping will happen. Well, what we want is for it to be a, quote, naughty little rainstorm. But over the sea. Well, well, Mark wants is like a bunch
3: of little bits of like, hey, Hurricane... Ian like breaking the the world with his breaking news a waka waka. That's what I was. Same so, thing that, occurred
1: to me yeah. uh, yesterday when I saw this, Mark. But okay, so but that just at least, know, at least just you... know that we're covered from that standpoint because the NFL and, and sports guys uh, who think hurricanes named after people is a funny thing uh, <laughs> by its nature, which I've never been into. But like I could see it happening with Ian. They're not going to do it because they don't want to potentially look insensitive. I
2: understand that now.
1: Yeah. anyway in all seriousness i hope everyone is going to be safe in south florida and this thing does just affect the whales
3: all right in other news north uh, you'll get something north florida because they're going to south florida right to escape it right
1: thank you other injuries miles garrett was in a scary car accident Um, near the Browns practice facility. Uh, His Porsche flipped multiple times. Uh, He was transported to the hospital with non-threatening, non-life-threatening injuries, but we don't have a lot more other than that right now, Uh, do we? Well, they they did just
3: report that... that he was avoiding an animal on a wet road and overcorrected according to Tom Pellicero. but more tests are being done so that was reported as we were taping here
2: that's a sleepy little area out there i wonder what what Probably was going on yeah i mean that's but that's we don't this kind he got he left deer, the hospital man. the same day which is good but we don't know anything else so it, it, we'll see if miles garrett plays
1: this weekend or soon but hope he's okay i covered the um, the little league regional World Series regional semifinals in uh, Binghamton, New York.
4: In- Boo! <laughs> Boo! No, this is trenchant.
1: In uh, 2003. <laughs> and um, funnily enough, um, Ian Rapport was covering the Westchester teams up there. I was covering the Rockland teams. And it was a big deal for me. I was I was going on a road trip. I was staying in a hotel. I was covering this event. It was uh, you know, filing these, you know, gamers and everything over the phone. It was a pretty big deal for a twenty three year old at the time. And I finished it after the West Nyack little league team made it to like the I think maybe the semifinal round and then was defeated. Filed the story. It was Sunday night, probably like midnight. I get in the car and Binghamton to um, where I lived at the time in Pearl River was I don't know, five hours away. And uh so I'm driving through the middle of the night in this rental car and I'll never forget. And this is kind of before cell phones or maybe I had a cell phone, but probably didn't have any reception. The darkest, scariest highway in the middle of the night in upstate New York at 80 miles per hour, cutting through the darkness. And then I see in the headlights and it was too late to move a deer, stupid, such a stupid deer, just standing in the left lane, staring at me. And I missed it by six inches. And I always think to myself, that could have been it. If I was in the other lane, that could have been a wrap for the deer as well. But oh, well, that's oh, where the, we get—that's where the deer in headlights term yeah. comes
3: from, Dan. That exact situation that you encountered. Just I know, you know. But
1: isn't that amazing that they still exist when Wait, they're that dumb?
3: Didn't that happen to you guys a lot growing up? Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe Western Mass is just a little more. Uh, it was more being Farm alone town. and being everyone young and being like, n- everyone oh either God. Uh, saw everyone a deer had deer a friend's on. father who, who a car collided with a deer. Right. My, yeah. my sister-in-law just hit a deer recently. Uh, you know, it happened. But your story is special, Dan. Yes. Like, it is a special
1: Thank tale. You. No, it is scary. But I still think about that deer's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> just move. <laughs> but move, we, deer. And we don't know if Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett came in contact with a deer. But no, it was an animal. It was And there
2: was a passenger in the car, so, you know, uh, we hope they're
1: both uh, faring well. All right, so we'll, we'll stay uh, on top of that story and see if it affects his availability. The 49ers coming off a frustrating loss on Sunday Night Football also are dealing with Trent Williams out of the lineup. He has a high ankle sprain. Again, there it is, the dreaded high ankle sprain. Uh, so we'll see uh, if that causes him to be missing games or compromised in any way. It could be both. And DeAndre Swift, uh, the star running back of the Lions, he could miss two weeks. <clears throat> What is he dealing with? He has It's an ankle. Yeah, it's I think it's he. It's an ankle
3: and I think a I think shoulder, it's two. Yeah, but I don't. Either uh, way, the sh- Campbell essentially said, "I think it would be good for him uh, to rest up a couple of weeks and come back after the bye," which is usually a sign. Like we've made that decision, and he's not going to. Yeah, s- exactly. And the say Swift it.
1: situation is that that's kind of part of the deal here with DeAndre Swift that he is he struggles to stay healthy. He's a dynamic player, uh, but they kind of have to manage him. So Jamal Williams, who stepped up and did some good things. On uh, in, on Sunday, um, he will play the guitar. I feel
3: like there's more injuries right now. Well, Everyone so it, is devastated. They also lost Tracy Walker, who's a team captain at safety, for the season to an Achilles. It's like every team is brutal. just getting destroyed. AJ Green could be out a week or so. You could argue that he's been out mm.
2: in
1: that offense. And finally in the news, the Pro Bowl. I feel like we've done this story a hundred times, but now it's official. The Pro Bowl... <laughs> games Uh, that's that's the name of it now the pro bowl games not the pro bowl games the pro bowl games uh will reimagine the nfl's all-star contest uh as a series of different events afc versus nfc flag football that will happen on february 5th in las vegas uh peyton manning is among the coaching staff for an afc versus nfc flag football game a week-long skills competition uh before the game and fan de- fan events and quote major musical performance that that's got train written all over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so <clears throat> it was time. It was time years ago, and it, and the NFL, in its infinite wisdom, has pulled the trigger on dumping the game. Um, I know we've talked about Mark that kids like the game. Um, I know your sons have, have uh, dug into it a little bit, or maybe it no, was that's Greg's Craig's. kids. Um, I watched it once in the '90s, and it was fine, uh, but not a lot of people are into it. The players weren't into it, and you understand—they're just protecting themselves as they should. So let's give this another chance in a different format.
3: flag. Actually, sounds like it'd be pretty watchable. I would watch a AFC versus NFC flag football game.
1: Nobody was playing defense anyway, so right,
3: yeah, I mean, it was flag, flag football. Is, yeah. You know, yeah. they're trying to make like flag is a growing part of like football culture, not just you know. It, uh, in this game, of course, they might as the well kids, play flag football out there. These guys can't hit anymore. Like, uh, like the flag up and listen. Like the flag leagues that the NFL runs, and there's other ones <laughs> are pretty intense. Like the like, NF- our, the ex NFL players we work with often have their sons in those well, early so, flag leagues. Then they move on to the tackle leagues pretty these guys young too, even and players. they take it very serious. And it's well, intense.
2: I took Colton to. Uh, he chose not to not to do this, but we. We went to a combine, a flag football combine, and there were like six stations where it was like, you're doing everything they do at a combine. And I thought this will be a nice way to get into the sport. And we went there and it was so hyper intense, like Southern California. I think he was like, I ain't into this right now.
3: Yeah. Uh, mm. Walker is doing flag right now, and uh, it, it is a little intense. Like, you got to have your unit, like, someone cut their uniform and got chewed out by the coach for, like, cutting their uniform. This is a seven. It's replaced I Pop Warner, care. essentially. <laughs> um, I have
1: a missive I want to read. Uh, this from Peter O'Reilly, NFL EVP of club business and league events. We've received invaluable feedback from players, teams, and fans about reimagining the Pro Bowl. And as a result, we're thrilled to use the Pro Bowl games as a platform to spotlight flag football as an integral part of the sport's future, while also introducing fun new forms of competition and entertainment, that's probably train, editorial note, uh, that will bring our players, their families, and fans closer than ever before. I, yeah, Integral part of the sport's future, flag football. Watch out, soccer. (laughs) Like, I'm watching kids' soccer every weekend now. Not quite into it. Um, Not my favorite thing to watch. Um, If Jack and Harry were like, I want to play flag football, I was like, let's roll.
3: Peyton Manning is going to uh, play an active role in the coaching, and his uh, Omaha Productions is playing an integral role in bringing the pro games to life. I feel like Omaha Productions is everywhere. Like, leave, leave some uh, for the rest of us there. Omaha Kyle think be, has a
1: new program connected to Omaha
2: Productions. Think he'd be coaching nope. if, he, he'd be if his production ESPN. company wasn't umbrella operation I over
3: mean, the whole thing?
1: No, it's working. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening in the news. One more break and then we'll finish up the show.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better.
1: Uh, week three we open the door on week four with another great matchup that i promise you will lead to mark laying in a hotel room watching at four in the morning the miami dolphins travel to cincinnati to face the Bengals. there i feel like it's a rite of passage on the thursday night football schedule to have a home game in cincinnati uh in september or early october Uh, but it hits a little different when you're the defending conference champions and it hits even harder, Greggy, when the Dolphins are coming to town 3-0 and in the talk of the league after their upset of the Bills.
3: And yet they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs, which uh highly disrespectful. Dolphins fans uh, are are noting the, the lack of uh, national analysts picking them. It's fueling them.
1: It's fueling their – The Bills, d- we talked about it on Sunday, but the Bills ran 51 more plays than them. That was so crazy, Although, that Although, you
3: know – I, I finally got a chance to watch that and it just felt like sort of a, a, a unique game. I did not think Tua tunga played poorly at all. In fact, I think he played quite well uh, like that, that throw he made to waddle down the field to me is proving why he, He's not Jimmy Garoppolo, and the I know third and twenty-two. The yeah, third and twenty-two, and I and I bring up that name just because it's the same system. And even coming into the draft, some people compared Tua to a Jimmy Garoppolo of like what he does well, what he doesn't. Can he be a system quarterback? I've seen a, a little more playmaking from Tua this year. The play that he got hurt on, where he got concussed, was actually no, no, it was a back injury. Oh, it was a back injury. right. Yeah. Um, that like that was a, a play that was a he made a nice play on that. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is not making that play The the some of the deep shots. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is making that play. And yet there are other plays in this offense when he hits the back of his drop and he hits that crosser where it looks exactly like the 49ers and what Mike McDaniel was doing there. But everything just like makes a lot of sense. And they're really going to test the Bengals defense, who's played great this year, but has also played three pretty lackluster offenses in a row. And this is a much bigger test for for their veteran group.
2: I mean, on throws of 20 plus yards, Tua is 9 of 13 for 303 yards with three touchdowns. I think against the Ravens, he was asked to answer the call over and over and
3: he kept doing it. And last week he was asked to make that one big throw and he did it. And he's just so good at like when when he's holding the ball at the mesh point and pulling it back and then making the quick throws. First of all, he can throw different passes than right-handers can. Not like it's better or worse, but it's different. He's so good at doing that so quickly. Like, that's a real skill. He's one of the best in the league at doing
1: that. He's, to his benefit, this offense with this new offensive coordinator or head coach – that it plays to his strength. It's not a. It's not a Justin Herbert offense where you're dropping back back and throwing eighty-yard rainbow strikes. It's get the ball to these guys and let them do their business. Which is not to say he's throwing it three yards at the line of scrimmage. Like that's a perfect example. The Waddle play that was a sh- that was a strike down the middle that he took nearly to the house that really changed that game. Uh, and by the way, the NFLPA is initiating an investigation into the handling of Tua's concussion uh evaluation during sunday's I mean, game
2: Tua said after the game that that the, the the footage where he's like like wiggling around and it was looking disturbing and it looked concussionist concussion like uh was a back injury that he basically had spasms essentially that it acted up so i i would take him at his word but i wonder if he's fully healthy jalen waddle is a groin injury didn't practice you watch that and think that, that looks like a back issue I'm just, all he I'm smacked saying his is head on the turf
1: what I'm and
0: saying
2: didn't is that, his, that his his Tua, Tua said that's what it was, so I, I right. I'm not diagnosing because them, they're
1: but, trying not to get popped by uh, the league for evading well, the concussion protocol.
2: we will let that play out. I'm just telling you what the player said. But like Teron Armstead is hurt, Xavier Howard is is banged up. There there are the, I think the reason the spread is the way it is is because there are the laundry list of injuries in Miami. It's like sixteen seventy players long. Most of them
3: will probably play. 90 snaps, too, for the defense. So, the offense didn't play much on Sunday. They'll be fresh. Uh, But I always do keep an eye on that. Uh, On a Thursday night game, that their four or five best defensive backs especially played about 90 snaps, which is an outrageously high number. And some of the defensive linemen uh, played 70. But one of the reasons uh, they're they're good, Danny. Their defense is pretty deep. They like That Trey Flowers signing, he's starting to make some plays. Mel Ingram is somehow uh, a great signing for like that seventh straight year. I don't know why people don't. Did you don't see just... my theory? Yeah. I oh, replied. That, that, um, that was a good one. Yeah. You've become a reply guy lately. I've been I like noticing. replying because like you,
1: you have your massive hyperbolic tweets, and it's just begging for somebody a, to reply sometimes. That wasn't sometimes. A hyperbolic, but you <laughs> no, were with a good me tweet. on that. That's a good tweet. That was a good tweet. I just was like, he doesn't does, wear
3: gloves. Why does no one sign Melvin Ingram? He just shows up, and he's been awesome everywhere he it's goes. It's the same thing in baseball
1: the guys that don't use the batting gloves it's like oh he doesn't look quite as dynamic and i think melvin gordon or uh, melvin ingram is one of those rare Mm. guys that doesn't wear any gloves he's barehanded on both hands and i just like oh he's like a throwback he looks like a 1980s middle Mm. linebacker hendrickson is another one of those guys trey
3: hendrickson who had a two and a half sacks last week for the bengals and did get paid so it's unfair Uh, but they're like they are deep this is where the bengals uh offensive line like
1: to you know me, what's it gets unfair. Very tested in Just, this game. Justin Graver, not being in business class with us—that's not fair. You want to talk about injustices, Justin? What business class? What? Who was
4: that? Did you guys hear something? <laughs> Did you? Were you looking for this? I thought,
2: right, I thought initially you were.
4: What are you talking about?
2: I thought you initially. Well. What is happening with What's you? What's
1: happening with you, Justin? Why are you acting weird? Do you about not remember
2: an, that we were on an airplane together, roughly
4: thirty <laughs> oh, hours ago? Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. I thought you were referring to a class. Speaking of fumes, business. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little tired. All right,
1: back to the show. <laughs> Good contribution, Gravedigger.
4: <laughs> no, I actually was put in business class. <laughs> that's but what I, I was going to say. You, you actually
2: late. did something very gallant. I requested re- to
4: be sent back spilled to wine coach on his wife, so that I could spill wine all over.
1: Wait, Jessica. really?
3: You, you? So I could spill wine on another man's wife.
1: That's that was a gallant <laughs> okay, thing that yeah, you did
3: though. That's a bold move. That's a bold move. You could have just given her the seat or just kind
1: of split up. But Greg, it up I to do but that. I already told together. you the story, yeah, you right. said yeah. the same yeah, advice. She did before, not so. want to sit apart. So I yeah, was like, that's "Okay, true. cool. That would be weird. She really likes you, man. That's good. That's nice." And a reminder: this T.N.F. preview is presented by Prime Video, the new exclusive home for Thursday Night Football. Um, all right, where were we? Go ahead, Mark. Oh, Greg, you were making a point. <laughs> Was I?
3: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you you were, and then Graver uh, was. Awuzie, like, woozier for the Bengals. I'm Awuzie right now. Yeah, I think... I don't
2: have any major things to add.
3: <laughs> leads the NFL in, yeah. uh, like, negative EPA per play, according to Next Gen Stats. He's taken, like, a breakout year a year ago and looks even better. And that means you look to the other side. And who's on the other side? Eli Apple. And who talked crazy trash on Tyreek Hill mm. after mm. Uh, the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, mm-hmm. uh, Eli Apple, mm-hmm. on Twitter. I forgot what he called him. Uh, I think he might have called him the B word. Something something like that. But Tyreek Hill threw it out there after, bozo. after Sunday <laughs> night that he's, he's hunting for Eli.
1: He's hunting for Eli yeah, Apple. That's fun. I like that. And I'm going to get ahead of this because right now it is, I don't know, like, the middle of the night in Los Angeles 4:28, where our editors are. Uh, so the power this rankings a good
2: time to check the sink on these podcast bozos,
1: <laughs> the, po- the, the <laughs> NFL power rankings uh, have not been edited and published yet, but it is dolphins at number three behind the bills who they defeated. And I know dolphins uh. fans are going to try to kill me for that. Um, it is not taking away from what they've done to start the season. They're in the top three. Who would have ever thought that uh, as we close out September but, yeah, I guess I do want to see a little bit more. A Ooh. road win on Thursday night um, against uh, Cincinnati right after Cincinnati got its mojo back, thanks to my Jets. Um, that is another great little test for the Dolphins to say, yeah, we're not this isn't just a fast start. We're the real deal. And I know as great and spectacular and out of this world they were on offense in week two. Uh, it's been sandwiched by two pedestrian off- uh, offensive days to me, so I still want to see – more hmm. of the Dolphins before I'm saying, yeah, this is a real deal. This is their, that team. You always wonder what's the team that comes out of the weeds um, and becomes a superpower. Is it the Dolphins? Not all the way there yet, but obviously you can't take away what they've done.
2: I have no problem with you keeping Buffalo in the top spot just based on who they are. I don't think the power so rankings, two the
1: Eagles are one.
2: Well, just that Miami didn't
1: yeah.
2: hopscotch gotcha. them. I don't think a, one result should do that. That said, I think the Dolphins are legitimate and it's for me, it's not just the rights, their defense. Their defense is why they won that Bills game. And they're really well coached on offense. And a lot of the issues the two had before, which was offensive line, uh, lack of weapons, lack of offensive coaching. He had two offensive coordinators with a third guy in his, he- in his ear on the headset. That's all been replaced by Mike McDaniel and a really well-organized attack. So I don't think they're going away at all. I think what we've seen is who
3: they are. Right. Their running game in Miami doesn't get much attention. Uh, but it's been quietly effective, and I think that's a difference between these two teams is that you can run, and they've been really effective in the red zone. And even in that Jets game, I mean, the Bengals made some some great plays, uh, but I didn't feel like their offensive line was still that clean. Uh, and I still think they're like counting on Burrow to beat these two-shell coverages that are making them you know, dink and dunk
1: down Joe, the field Joe I Mixon's like the been Dolphins been in this game but it is their, a tough ru- their spot. ground game is which was a strength last year has totally vanished even to the point when Mixon lost some carries against the Jets you immediately saw they moved the ball better on the ground in the second half now the Jets were maybe a little ground down on defense by that point With but Samaje Samaje P Ryan I think that the um running game needs to get going because that allows Burrow to you know be set up better in the passing game. But that was a, a positive start for their offense. Let's see if they can build on it. By the way, Eli
3: Apple uh, offered Tyreek Hill ticket, free tickets to the Super Bowl last year via social media after uh, after uh, he helped shut down Tyreek Hill. Remember that play at the end of the first half that kind of, to me, was the biggest play in the AFC Championship when, when Eli Apple tackled Tyreek Hill. He did not call him the B-word that you think the B word would be, he Bozo. called them a baby. So oh. that's my fault. Uh, but Tyreek, Me- that's
1: basically when you call somebody the yeah. other B word, he called them a baby that you're calling them. a and baby, And then Tyreek
3: Hill way. immediately after Sunday already was thinking about it and telling Eli Apple, I own you. I own you. No, this will I be can't fun. wait until Thursday night. I can't wait till Annie sure. Apple chimes in on this.
2: <laughs> Miami.
3: That was a, that was a year in our lives that Annie Apple um, and Eli Apple were like a rough. whole story. Right. That was a thing. I don't like that. That was a thing. <laughs> Show like us that. something, <laughs> Bengals. Nah. Show us something. We don't want you to be a one and three AFC champion, uh, you know, defending champion here. This is a big this is a big spot for them. This would be an acceptable loss for the Dolphins.
1: The Bengals need to win this. Let's see. Other other competing power rankings are popping up now. I'm trying to see if
2: This is for your own time? Yeah. Nate Davis we are, of USA Today, who I like. Still, he's got the that.
1: Eagles one, Dolphins two, Bills three. This
2: is for your own personal mental grudge hour in your <laughs> hotel room, not now. Mental grudge room. hour.
1: Thank you, Paul Rudd. Um, All right. That was the TNF preview presented by Prime Video. The new era of Thursday night football is officially here, and it's only on Prime Video. There you go. TNF preview, and uh, we will have a recap of that game on the Friday Fun Show. Come join us unless the establishment doesn't want an angry mob of right. hardcore that just went rogue Englishman and if you're an English woman who is a hardcore listener of uh, this program right God forbid rise up hold God, your hand up God, and God say, forbid you like we're any... here too right that wouldn't it's know. the same conversation every time we come to London and we have a live show and we're nice enough we're we're lucky enough to have Um, These conversations after the show, and there's the the husband and then his wife, and she's like, I've never heard the show, but it's always on in the background, and my husband loves you. Right. I don't know you, but thank you for doing this.
2: (laughs) It's like, all right. We also do have a strong contingent
3: of loyal female listeners. But, but not the the
1: Brit. I, I will seem tell you like that partic-
3: Particularly uh, Doesn't heavy. It Feel a little weird
1: when Mark pipes in with comments yes. like that. What? That's yeah, just like, true.
2: Because they every like, time have, we um, say that, I have great me- you know relationships like, with many of them. Every time we doing say doing that, every time scenes, we Mark? say that, every time we say that, they come out of the woodwork to say that's not the case. Right. It's not just uh, you know. Are you holding yes down, down that, like, that side Mark, of our empire? Mark's like
3: I have a team of women I DM with
2: daily. Would you please shut up? That was an appropriate sound clip. Uh, I mean, you kind of asked for that one. I am begging one. you to shut up. I am just saying. <laughs> we I do don't... have a
1: lot of female fans. Trust me. No, and it's like, just you're that expecting us they, not to react to do that. Do you think they
2: they feel invisible when we just continue to act like the whole
3: fan base is male? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't act like that. I think for whatever well, you reason. Just what Dan is saying, for is whatever true. reason, in the UK, <laughs> in the UK audience, I think that's true. I think it's somehow different uh, in the states, where maybe uh, American football is a little more balanced right. in terms of uh,
1: men and women both loving. Well, it that's equally. your opinion.
3: Right. That's, Here, that's exactly maybe correct. hasn't crossed over. I don't know.
1: Women of uh, the UK We're and really... surrounding territories, please reach out to Mark privately, as is <laughs> his wish, to stand up and be counted. Is that I'm a,
2: not, that is, <laughs> thank you. Personal foul, <laughs> roughing the Sessler. <laughs> All
1: right, that's it. Again, loaded show, loaded show, loaded week. You get this, you get a Wednesday pod, you get the Thursday preview, you have a Thursday night live show from O2 Forum, Kentish Town. Get your tickets. Ticketmaster. All seats must go. You get a Friday fun show. You get the Sunday flagship. We're here, baby. And then you get a statue of you guys holding each other for something. <laughs> yes, postmortem statue. But we're not there yet. We no. need to get through here. If we don't perform during this week and have the the best possible uh, London week, they're not going to build the statue because we're in the process yeah. of deserving it. The statue needs to be earned right. over the next seven days.
3: But just in case we do need it, like we might need to start working on that will sooner than later. You're not going to get what you want.:
1: You're not going to get the RSS feed. <laughs> you and Jezel Nick will never touch that feed.:
3: <laughs> That's not the route I would go, but yeah.
1: go into your airplane bathrooms and vape all you want. You're not going to get our RSS feed. <laughs> all right, let's go. I feel nuts. I feel insane. All right. Until Wednesday, no matter where you are in the world, heed the call.